Pull up a bar stool. It's that time again where once a month I have my man, my business manager, and my backup CEO, John Robinson, JR, on the show. We're going to talk business. And this week we're going to talk about understanding the industry you're in and how you need to compete. And strangely, how difficult understanding that may be. So, lots to talk about. Open that fridge, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, you know, once a month or so, I've got JR, my business manager, my backup CEO, family, a little bit of everything, my, the person I'm going to beat up on in fantasy football. Uh, and he kind of takes the wheel. And since he's my backup CEO and business manager, you know, we, we talk a lot of business on a regular basis. So um, we handle these episodes a little differently where he takes the wheel asks me the questions, makes me feel uncomfortable, and all kinds of fun. Now, before we get to all that, you know how it works, JR. What are you drinking? Well, I am in the spirit of October, mm. and I am drinking a Blue Moon oh, God. Harvest Pumpkin <laughs> Ale. It sounds, I'm not one it of sounds those, delicious. I'm not a seasonal guy. I mean, again, I'm the old Miller Lite. I don't drink a lot of different beers, but this is one that I'm interested in. So Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Ale. Sounds disgusting. I'm working on a Newcastle British Session India Pale Ale. Caledonian? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've had this before on the show, but as I keep saying every week, I'm running low on my beer supply. I haven't quite dipped into the seasonal pumpkin crap, uh, but yeah, this it's, it's not a bad one. It's good. I like the Newcastle, even though like I read this blog post that it's supposed to be terrible for you. It's all right. So, <laughs> supposed to be a good one. Two good beers. Cheers to you, my man. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So, I'm just gonna sit back, drink my beer, and let you ask me some questions now. Wait a second. That that tasted like pumpkin. So I I'm liking that as a first sip. Why, why would like that why sip. would that, why would that be a good thing? Like I, the the first t- uh, flavor I'd be looking for when I when I drink a beer would not be pumpkin. That's not even like a a, t- a top one hundred flavors. Of so but 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 you say that and I don't understand the concept of flavored water then. So now is there pumpkin flavored fl- water? There, you know what? There should be. <laughs> there should be. Now that I think about it, we should launch pumpkin flavored water because oh, nice. I, I think if Fifty Cent can do it and make multi multi millions, we can say instead of vitamin water, pumpkin water. There we go. Sounds great. Okay, so um, I am taking the wheel, and first off, I don't appreciate being bullied uh, when you hmm. talk about fantasy football. So mm-hmm. yes, you yes you won the first time. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. See, I didn't even mention that. That's interesting. Yeah, thanks. Well, you know what? I I'm a humble person. I'm a humble oh, winner yeah. and I'm a humble loser. So I lost the first time, but this time, I've made some adjustments. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to make them until the final moment. My, I'm not going to put my lineup in until two minutes before game time, and we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, so this is the funny thing about this fantasy league for everyone. We're, we're talking like this is some uh, you know, competitive league. So this, this is a six-person league, including my wife and three kids, uh, JJ being seven years old. And then JR. <laughs> and, and so, you know, and I took that into account when I drafted my team as well. I basically drafted all Packers. I've got seven Packers and, uh, you know, a couple other guys to fill it in. So, first of all, anyone playing me week seven is going gonna, is gonna to kick my butt. But, because uh, that's the bye week. But the fact that I'm four, or no, three and one. I just lost my first game. Three and one with basically all Packers, I think is kind of funny. Yeah, it it is hilarious. But end of the day, there are bragging rights, and winning matters. So I don't care what league I'm in. If I if I have to beat up on JJ and he's seven years old, <laughs> I'm gonna beat up on him, just like I did the last time I was in town and we were playing Monopoly. Mm-hmm. I think we were playing Monopoly, and uh, Michael wasn't too happy because I I owned him in Monopoly. So I'm going to keep the same approach. Mm-hmm. All right. So he, here's what I want to talk about today. And it comes from a story mm-hmm. of, man, is everything related to bars? So I was at a bar. It right. sounds like a joke. Yeah. So I was at a bar and we were just talking about, you know, what you do, what you did today and, you know, what you're proud of for the week, blah, blah, blah. Wait, Typical bar talk. Talking, talking to a, a rabbi and a priest. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and the, my friend Joey asked me, because we talked about you, John, and he, he asked me, you know, what you do, like what industry are you in? And my friend Joey's in the pool industry, pool building. So uh, swimming pool, swimming pool, I should say. So, so that's, that's um, like uh, our friend Marcus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, just like Marcus. I forgot about that. So, so yeah, so Joey's in that industry, and we talked a little bit about his industry, and then he you know, asked about you and the industry that John Loomer Digital was in. And as your backup CEO, as your coach, persecutor, your encourager, I did not have a great that, answer. That, that's not a good sign. That wasn't a good sign. You should fire me right now. <laughs> So, but, but I didn't have an articulate, concise answer. So I started fumbling through an answer by saying, well, John, John does coaching and he does, he has a membership model where peer to peer is a peer to peer membership model where people go to whenever they, you know, need, you know, a tip, a technique to be encouraged, motivated, you name it. That's what they go there for. And he does some speaking and does some <laughs> workshops. So all in all, I was just giving him this this puzzle, putting these pieces of this puzzle together without really connecting the dots well. So with that being said, can you help me and tell me what industry John Loomer Digital is in? And I'm gonna tell you before you answer, I've I've asked several people within this industry since this and they are just as challenged at figuring out what their what the industry is and even is and how they're involved in it right. so you're going to lead the way yeah. for, for all of us in this oh, industry yeah. yeah so i really struggle with what so what do you do 
Like when I, I, the worst is when I get that question from like family and friends and people who aren't in this industry at all trying to explain that because they all assume I'm a consultant. It's like, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Facebook ads. Like, oh, so you manage Facebook ads for people? No. Um, I educate them and, you know, write blog posts and you can sign up for a membership and, and learn stuff from me regularly. Sign up for one-on-one. And like, so then I just like start listing everything. But it's it's a terrible elevator pitch, that's for sure, in terms of like trying to explain what it is you do. Um, and I have had a hard time, you know, answering that question concisely in terms of not only what do I do, but what's the industry? So is it consulting? No, it's not consulting. I mean, it maybe coaching. Um, you know, I used to create training courses, but that's not really my bag anymore. Though I guess you got the workshops, which is they're they're sort of like that. Um, you know, the membership is really important. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the membership that that runs my business. Uh, so the industry, what is that industry? Is it content marketing? Is it, do we talk about the industry or the or the subject matter that I cover? What's most important in that case? I'm so you're making me, you're making me feel good right now because yeah. when I was talking to Joey, I probably only had two or three drinks, and I didn't sound as drunk as you do right now on trying to describe what this industry is. Yeah, that hurts. What what is it? What I mean, come on, you just said consulting, coaching courses membership but is it so workshops? is it the, is the industry though the method of making money or is it the subject matter all right that great, great question so let me take you outside of this and 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 ask you about looking at another industry and as you know i used to be a co-CEO for a behavioral health company behavioral health meaning psychologists 100 psychologists and if you ask me, what is the industry of psychology? And we say, okay, psychology is one-on-one -on -one sessions. Psychology is group sessions. And pretty much that's it. I mean, I guess it's a little bit of coaching, um, but not much else than that. And as I look at that, I'm like, man, what game are they really in? What game are psychologists in? And to me, in my experience, they're in the game of helping people and helping people reach, like help them with their challenges, uh, their stress, you name it. So I guess they're in the stress game. And that's how I would describe it for them. But coming back to John Loomer Digital, I think that we're kind of in the stress game, but... I, I, and you and I have talked about this before a little bit, that as you describe courses and coaching and consulting and also webinars and workshops and seminars, I mean, all of those things are within the family that I would say is education. And, right. yep. and, I, and, and that, I think that's the game that, that we're in. And we just haven't done the best of jobs owning that position. Yeah. As an edu as an educator. Yeah. So I mean, as I think it through, I think it's more it's marketing, education, and coaching, or okay. to be even more. Cause, but that's the general uh, industry. But even then, you know, if you want to talk about okay, who's in that industry? Well, there are a lot of people I wouldn't say are competitors if they're just talking about other types of marketing. 
So then it's more Facebook marketing, uh, education and coaching. And if you want to give you more specific than Facebook ads, coach education and coaching. Um, I think that's, that's the easiest way to explain it simply. Okay. So with, with that, with that said though, I want to take you through a quick exercise because what I'm finding is that there are entrepreneurs within this space who believe that they are, they, they believe that they're providing this type of service, but then there's some that says, I don't really want to be doing that. And, and, and uh, that's kind of a jumbled way to, to walk through this exercise. So I'll, I'll take a step back and just ask you, for John Loomer Digital, in the respect of high, medium, low importance uh-huh. to you, I'm going to go through each one of these components that you said that was the industry and just say high, medium, or low for importance for you. And the first one is webinars. A high, medium, or low importance to the business, to the industry for you personally. So webinars that including workshops and the, the... nope nope webinars only. So that's just the private private stuff that I'm mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, I mean, and that's it's pretty critical to my business right now. So I would say that's high. Okay, and then for consulting, high, medium, low. Uh, it's low. I I do basically none. Okay, uh, coaching. High, medium, low. Depends on how you define coaching. Is that the one-on-ones? Your one-on-ones. Yeah, your one-on-ones. Medium. Medium to low. Okay. It's it's just it's cool. something that I, I think it's helpful. Uh, it's helpful for me to get different perspectives from others because I'm not um, doing any consulting. So to kind of get a sense of what other people are seeing besides, besides me, um, I think it's important for that. It's not extremely important in terms of revenue because of only doing three of them per week. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a great distinction on importance for you. Could sometimes mean revenue as well. Yeah. Uh, courses, high, medium, low. Uh, is a workshop a course? No. Then low. Okay. It was once very high. Now low. Yeah, memberships. Very, very, very high. Got it. Speaking engagements. Medium to low. Okay, and last two, workshops? Um, medium. And seminars, seminars face-to-face? Low. Okay, so with that being said, you ranked, of the, the if we're in the education game, of the, the ways that the people offer services in this industry, the ones that you said were high were webinars and memberships. The ones that you said were medium were coaching and workshops. And then the lows were consulting, courses, speaking, and seminars. So so that's that's to you in your and your level of importance of what matters to you most and how you participate in this industry, right? Yeah. Now I'm gonna throw you a curveball, and I know you can't hit a curveball. <laughs> so where do you want your time to be spent in the future? 
And and again, let's just say from a high, medium, low importance in the future. Duh. All right, webinars, high, medium, low. Um, honestly, I I don't know that any of these would change. Perfect. That and that's the answer that I wanted because what I'm finding when I do this exercise with with other clients of mine that there's they're out of balance yeah. and I'll give you an example I just did this exercise this morning and um, I'll, I'll even say uh, th this morning I, I did this exercise with Jenny so Jenny Brennan which is you know she's becoming well known within the female entrepreneur community for helping those that are overwhelmed uh, with you know the Facebook strategy and Facebook ad management and the two things that popped up for for her was that she's spending a lot of time in ad management and community management mm -hmm. when she really wants to spend some more time in course creation in webinars and in consulting so for her her business is out of balance with her. Right. It's not in alignment. It's kind of like a, a, a tire alignment, front tire alignment. It's out of alignment. So for you to even say that the business right now is in alignment with you, I think is a huge win for, for this year. Well, and I think it's also a matter of business maturity. So it, it's been four years, over four years now. Mm -hmm. And so I've gone along every step um, of... You know, trying to monetize this thing along the way, making lots and lots of mistakes. I mean, you would ask me this question a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, you get completely different answers. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, I couldn't have gone immediately, not that I was even thinking this was a possibility or something I should do three or four years ago, gone straight to the membership model and what I'm doing now. Um, it's just a necessary path to go through, um, you know, all the the courses and all the other forms of revenue um, to to get me to this point where now I'm comfortable with this model. Okay, so then with that said, I want to cheers you for being comfortable in this model. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Okay, ooh, that is good. Oh God, happy October. Mm. All right, so. Now that we know what industry we're in, I want, and now that we know not only what industry we're in, but what we're doing in the industry, I think you've already answered this next question is, what do I want to do in the industry? And I'm not even sure we did answer that. Cause it, like you said, you wouldn't change your answers, right. but is there anything else that you want to do in this industry that you haven't done yet? It's not so much a, a question of more. It's almost a question of less. Like, yeah, and we've, we've, well, first of all, we've talked about potentially, you know, one day creating software. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, you know, one of my goals is to ultimately pull myself out of the business more and more. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily changing the model, though. It's just changing you know, the, my personal man hours in it as Rosita okay. starts barking. So, so I, 
I don't believe you. What? First off, what don't you I believe? don't believe you. So why don't you believe me? Well, I, I don't believe you because I think that as we're in the education game, that there's another community of people that you love to influence and and make a difference for. And that community of people could be uh, special interests or a hobby like baseball because you love baseball. Oh, and speaking of baseball, I believe that there's a team that's playing this evening that has a chance to go in the playoffs if they win tonight called the Chicago Cubs. So this is that's the most random uh, <laughs> sidebar ever. That's ridiculous. I'm drinking. That, yeah. that, anything can happen when you drink. Absolutely. So, <laughs> hey, so so no matter what, I want the Cubs to win badly. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, anybody but the Cardinals. Although I, I I would I'd prefer the Pirates at this point. All right. So anyway. Um, right. Great. So so, so, so I, I, but I, I go I, back to not to telling you that I don't believe you. Okay. I, I don't believe that there's not another place that you like to do more of in this industry of being in the education game. Well, it's just that I see that as being completely separate of what I'm doing with this. Like I, I can see myself starting a new business. Nice. Um, okay. That that's separate of this. That's around, because co- you know, and I already have that website, and a lot of people know about this. Around um, coaching and being a, a parent of a young baseball player who's playing tournament baseball, um, and there, I think there's a lot of monetization possibilities there, but I don't see that being at all related to what I'm doing with with the Facebook stuff. So, so when you ask me the question, is like, there's anything else you want to do with 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 the business? Well, there's not other than like creating software and maybe doing a and, and kind of changing my role with John Loomer Digital. I don't see any major changes. Okay, that's that's cool. And then while we're on the the topics a bit, the software, I know we've talked about it, and I know that you know we've listened to the Power Hitters Club members and trying to find out what frustrations and things that they have to figure out if there's a software out there. And one has been this idea of just doing a better job with, you know, helping people frame up what success looks like with campaigns. So um, I think, you know, as you say that, we still have to dust that idea off at some point. But Yeah, I'll- and... <laughs> You know, I, I go back and forth on that. I mean, I, I was really excited about that initially. And then we start, you know, getting some ideas on cost and investment and risk and reward. And it makes me a lot more nervous. And on the flip side of that, you know, and I haven't really investigated this too much. But thinking about creating an app that's baseball related, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there are all kinds of possibilities there. And I'm kind of excited about that potential. But nice. I, so I love I love how you use the word excitement because you know it's a, a, a that's a buzzword for me, and bringing us back into the topic of industry and the one that we're in and how we're participating in it and you know what we want to do in it. I'd love to take a, a step to the side on the the way that people buy in this industry, and as I said, I want this podcast to really resonate with with those that are out there that really don't know what industry they're in kind of know how they participate in it kind of know where they want to go with it in the future but still try to figure out 
that ultimate buyer, that ultimate target. They spend so much time thinking about that and not enough time about industry. Now I want to, to move this conversation into the converse, uh, into you know talking about the customer, the buyer. And I'm motivated by it because of the workshop that, that you did a couple days ago where I listened in and man, dude, you talk a lot about targeting. You yeah. talk a lot of, you talk a ton about buyer preferences, behaviors, demographics, psychographics, blah, 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 blah. But end of the day. You sound, you sound impressed by that topic. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? I, I'm in, I'm in, I would be more impressed if we talked, if you talked about industry first and then connected the dot to the, the individual, to the target. Now, um, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there, but, but I, I do think that there's a significant importance and listening to our, our members, they're always asking about segmentation. They're always asking about who should I target? How should I target? So no, I, I'm keen that this is important, but with that being said, let me get to a real question. How do people buy in this industry? What do they think of? What are they considering? When they consider John Loomer, hell, or consider anybody else when they're looking for consulting, webinars, memberships, speaking engagements, workshops, how are they buying? How do you see them buying? That's a good question. I mean, I think it's a combination of um, a value, like what, what value they're going to get out of it and, you know, um, reputation. Um, so it could be based on reputation. It could be based on like a, a free sampling of work. I and mean, that's one reason why I read a lot of blog posts. Uh, I think price comes into play, but not in the way most people think it does. And I think the typical, and this, this is true for most marketers too, not just the, the buyer. You assume it's going to be based on, okay, who can, what, what, is, what is the cheapest option? But that's, that ignores the psychology of a buying process. I can tell you, I personally, it doesn't matter if it's an online virtual product or a physical product. I often do not pick the cheapest pro- cheap, cheapest price. And sometimes I, you could have two identical products and I will intentionally choose the more expensive one assuming it has more value. So, so price matters, but not in the way that we always talk about. Okay, so I know, as I told you, I've been having conversations with with other leaders in this industry uh, on this topic, and here are a couple of other dimensions that come to mind when trying to figure out how people buy in this industry. Like you said, value is one of them, which you know that I believe value is subjective, and I think value most of the time is perceived after they experience whatever the service or whatever the product is instead of before because the idea of someone telling you that something's valuable to them does not mean that it'll be valuable to me so value is to me Mm post-purchase so these are the things that you need to that i think you need to consider pre-purchase and as you said value is one of them price is another reputation is another now the one that's always stand out for me, which I think you do a great job with, is sampling. Right. 
And sampling, as I've always said, I don't work with anyone until I've worked with them. And that means working with them either through some conversations, through working with them for you know, in a free internship or on a project or something to where I have actual experience before I pay them. Because end of the day, I don't want buyer's remorse. Right. And I know that I can do things beforehand. So for you, I've observed us through the years do a pretty good job with offering free content. And and how important is that, you know, oh, for those man. that are listening, those that are that are sitting out there like, ah, I don't want to give anything for free because that means they won't pay. They won't pay if, if I if I do that. What What's your take on that? Oh, this is so important. I mean, I just think about, first of all, the type of business I hate, which is the landing page only business where their entire product or I say product, but um, everything's based on their packaging. So whether or not you buy, there's you're 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 influenced only by the packaging in that landing page and what they're promising and guaranteeing. It it could be a used car salesman approach where they're completely you know exaggerating everything, and you're not going to know until you actually make the purchase whether you, this is something you're going to enjoy or not. And um, on the flip side of that, you know I've got my website where. I've got a lot, of, a lot of free content, and I feel like if you've read that, you have, a, you have an understanding of who I am, what I'm all about, and the type of content you can expect um, out of a product. So when I hear from somebody, and this is one reason why I remarket to people who have visited my website before, uh, because those are the kind of people I want to buy my product. I don't want, I really do not want to hit the person who's never heard of me before and have them buy something because they may really have no clue. They may have some wrong um, expectations. Um, they may be the wrong, like they could be black hat, you know, looking to take shortcuts and all stuff. And no, and I am not like that at all. So another example would be people who um, re- like referrals. Like if if someone someone's you know refers business to me. It says, oh, you should sign up for John's uh, Power Heroes Club or his workshop or whatever. And they've never heard of me before. Ah, that's even something I don't really like. I'd r- much yeah. rather that they first check out my free content and then buy. Because end of the day, who is more likely to, act, to, to be satisfied with what they get and not be surprised, um, unpleasantly surprised by what they get? You know, the, the satisfied people are I mean, the people who know what I'm all about, listen to the podcast, read my content, whatever. Um, so, like, for example, on the workshop the other day, there was someone who clearly hadn't read me before because and, and it wasn't just the question that was asked on the workshop, but the ensuing emails from them afterwards about a business model that I do not support on Facebook. And it should not have been a surprise. That in it, they, they seemed surprised. They seemed surprised, but also kind of annoyed, and I don't know what you call it. That that I I wouldn't I wouldn't um, be on board with this this uh, type of business. And so I don't want those types of people spending money on my product until they know what I'm all about, until they know my point of view, and they've read my content. Yeah, I, I like that, and it's important because as 
there are so many choices out here in this industry for buyers to make. And if they're making it based on landing pages or ba based on who said that, 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 that you should look at this um, or, you know, price or value, I think there's a couple other things that they need to consider beyond that. And one is popularity because it's annoying to me to see that popularity sometimes translates into expertise and i've seen it out there that i've seen that there are some i don't even want to call them thought leaders i'll just say that there are some celebrities that are out there that do a great job marketing and a great job with their email list and great job you know, saying, hey, buy this, buy this. And then end of the day, after you've bought it, after you've seen the content, it's like, okay, the the sizzle, I don't even know what the phrase is about sizzle and whatever, but the sizzle is more than what the meat is. <laughs> is the it steak? The steak I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Sizzle, steak, oh, you would get it, whatever. But, <laughs> but, but end of the day, I think popularity, if someone is trying to make a decision on if they should invest in someone that they're interested in, just understand what that interest is about. About, you know, could is it just about the sizzle? And do you see and do you see this in the industry at all, or am I making this up? Yeah, I mean, I can just tell you from my own personal experience. Like, I have very little desire for popularity, and I and I will tell you, you know, more problems have been created as a result of popularity. Whereas like a year ago, two years ago, if someone bought my product, they knew what they were getting into. It wasn't because I was a known name and someone that someone said you should do this or that and buy his product and they got it and they're like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. You're never going to make everyone happy. It just seemed that back then these were my core people. Uh, it was almost like a secret society of people who were buying my products. Now regularly i don't say really it it's just more of a frequent occurrence that someone clearly doesn't really know who i am and what i'm all about before they buy and i and they're less likely to be happy as a result and i, I think that that is due to a growing popularity um so it, it's tough because um you know, value, you know, providing high value and doing a good job is going to lead to a, bet, a good reputation and, and more popularity. Uh, but then uh, I think a lot of misunderstanding about what you're about, too. But also to answer your question, I mean, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, what, what's most important is it, it's obviously the expertise. Um, yeah. I, it, it's not really the popularity. I really have no desire for that and that's pot partly just be based on who I am that's why I don't do a lot of public public speaking and why I don't even mess around a whole lot with like blab and live streaming and all that I just I don't have a desire for all that stuff but um so at the end of the day you know my my core goals have to do with you know make making the people um who who read my stuff most happy and providing the stuff that they want to, to see, as opposed to, you know, world domination and reach, reaching people who don't. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Well, I'll tell you from my my vantage point, 
and I've had a, a very special vantage point for all these years, I would say that if somebody said, what were the keys to success for John Loomer Digital? I'd say number one is, is expertise and that you put in a lot of hours to become smarter and you and you're a prolific writer and you understand it at such an intimate level because you spend a lot of hours and i know that malcolm gladwell thing is everybody says ten thousand hours and and then you're finally an expert i believe that i believe that you put ten thousand twenty thousand hours into something you're going to be a thought leader so that's the first thing that i, that I believe is a key to a success for john lower digital the second thing is sampling you know, I think that, you, that that we've done a great job, and I said we, but truly meaning you, you've done a great job of writing content and sharing it with no fear or selfishness that says I have to be paid for this right now. Yeah. Well, so, you know, so, it, and initially when I did that, it was partly out of ignorance and partly out of a lack of confidence, feeling like I need to charge for things. Um, but looking back on it, that was absolutely the, the right approach because of exactly what we're talking about and making sure people know what they're getting into when they buy and, you know, building your brand and, you know, all that kind of stuff that goes along with, with creating lots yeah. of helpful content. So, um, yeah, I think I just, I, I will always support that approach. Yeah. And then, and then a couple more that, that come to mind is the packaging. I think packaging yeah, is important. It matters. So it matters. It matters. So we've got expertise, sampling, and packaging. And I think the final one, and I know most people might be like, are you kidding me? You're not considering that? I don't consider price as one of them. I consider referability. And what I mean by referability is the likelihood that someone would recommend John Loomer Digital uh, workshops, membership model, the PhD club, or, or the coaching or the webinars. I think those four are to me how we've gotten to where we've gotten today. Now, one that that I I'll bring up, and this is I don't I don't know baseball, I don't know pitches, so I can, I'd say a sinker. I think I know a sinker. So so this this is a sinker affiliates mm. and and what i mean by that well no i'm not going to say what i mean when i say the word affiliate 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 that is kind of funny affiliate what comes to mind for you shady marketing you better believe it yeah and, I mean, and, 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 and to be clear like look there's a lot of people who, who build their business on affiliate marketing and they do it the right way and uh, and i also um, I think there's a place for affiliate marketing and that's how uh, I was able to keep my business afloat and early going. Um, I made, I make a little bit of money here and there in affiliate, affiliate marketing. I leave a ton of money on the table though. Like I could make, make way more, but I just, I, I just know though that that impacts trust, um, that anytime someone is influenced or motivated by money to promote something, it can make people do crazy things. Yeah, I, I think so. And that, that's where that fine line is drawn between popularity, between referability and reputation. It's, it's, uh, 
affiliates can cloud that up for sure. Yeah, and some people look. Chris Brogan swears by affiliate marketing. That's pretty much how he makes a lot of his money. But so some people do it do it really well, and they're very transparent about it. I mean, some example of of something where I, I made money off of affiliate marketing was the Social Media Success Summit, that virtual event put on by Social Media Examiner. Well, I was speaking in it. So promoting that event, there was something in it for me, regardless of whether I made money, I want people to, to attend it. So uh, so that one made sense. Um, and if there's a particular, and this has always been a way, I, like I will never promote something unless I use it and love it. So there's, uh, a, a, like Drift Rock, for example, is a product that I've been using lately that I find really, really useful that I want other people to know about. So I've been prom- I, I'm promoting that here and there. And actually, I plan on writing a blog post this week that um, was going to mention that um, and could lead to some affiliate stuff. But in the day, that's that's not a priority. It's it's far down the line, line the list of or down the list of uh, priorities for me is uh, making money off of promoting somebody. Um, I, and actually, this came up in uh, my podcast last week in that, um, you know, I also, I, on one hand, um, I'm cautious of doing any affiliate stuff. On the other hand, I also understand the value of my audience and the, the size of it. And if, if just, I, I, if I'm using something I, I love the product, you know, why not, am I missing the boat if I don't get a cut out of sales on that when I talk about it? Uh, so it's it's a, it's a tough, uh, tough line. All right, man. Well, now that you've had your second beer, I got to pay for that too. <laughs> so I've take, got picked up the tab. Um, everybody knows where, where to email you now. Where, where else can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Backup CEO. And... As I think about it, I think this exercise of figuring out what industry you're in, how you're participating in it, what you want to do in it going forward and how people buy in it and how you like to change it, I like this conversation. And I'm going to make an offer out to anyone listening on this call. If they would like to have this conversation, there's interest in it, reach out to me and we'll figure something out but i i enjoyed this and i'd like to absolutely make a difference for for those that are listening on this on this podcast podcast all right jerry well thanks again for being on the show i always like having you all right great stuff thank you so much again jr thank you all for pulling up a bar stool to the virtual pub until next time do awesome things i'm out